Welcome back to the Appalachia. I'm Jeremy. Hopefully you guys are doing good wherever you're listening from. So I was reading a book uh, called The Left Hand of Odin, and um, you know it's it's got you know it's it's a book on uh, mysticism, if you will, um, dealing with Odin and um, runes and things of that nature. But he talks about the left-hand path, and he goes into this political diatribe at the beginning of the book, which I think was completely ridiculous. And a lot of people may wonder why I think it's ridiculous to go on some sort of political diatribe, but after a person has stated that there's no, you know, we have to stop looking at what would be considered good and bad, what's, you know, what would be considered you know, uh, by society is this or that. Um, and he's also talking about herd mind and, and all this stuff. And I always find it funny when people talk about politics and you, you talk, hear people talk about individuals versus the herd, you know, wines and, and sheep and all this shit and, and both sides going at it. Uh, both sides are the herd. They're being told what they're being told, uh, or they're doing what they're being told by, uh, and, and what to think and what to believe by people who are higher up on the chain of command who can easily change what the herd narrative is. And oftentimes, because people are so knee deep in the shit, there's no understanding of that it, it it's really the same narrative but it is just it comes off in two different paths to perpetuate the same result right by people who have the power to the herd is almost powerless to do anything but follow the rest of the herd That's the way I would explain the herd. I wouldn't go into politics, although that's a good example. Now, I certainly wouldn't pick a side and say, well, this side is better than the other side. I would say that they're both perpetuating the same outcome through different paths. Because that sort of conflict will resort to a certain way of thinking, a certain divisiveness um, and because of that, it, it really puts more power in the hands of those who are already in power and it keeps power there. So I thought it was fascinating the way he talked about it though, because he most certainly talked about it in a way that, it was very much he had already he was he was talking like he was a part of the herd despite talking about being an individual there's too many cracks and and holes in his in his narrative and this started get me thinking about where does my own beliefs fall into this and where does uh tribal belief fall into this and you know we talk about tribal uh, belief and 
and set up in this in this podcast. We've talked about it before. We talk about it quite a bit because it it kind of goes right alongside of um you know clannish mentality that we find in the region, and this whole thing is supposed to be all these different you know ideas and subjects and stuff you know from the perspective of just one Appalachian. Right. Of course, there's a lot of other perspectives out there in the region. I'm just one. So let's talk about that. I don't believe that a herd mentality is for the right, for you know, or is the right way to go. I believe in an outlaw mentality of not living within the system, but living, you know, within what works. So this is what works for me. So this is how I'm going to get what I need and make sure that, um, you know, even if it's just my own morals that I'm following and nobody else's, even if it doesn't make sense to anybody else. I'm going to make sure that I get what I need and then my people get what they need. Of course, that comes with a consequence. You know, let's say that my family's starving and I need to go steal some food. Morally, I don't believe in a good or bad. And I've, I've watched people steal food before. Um, from from big, uh, I guess, uh, uh, stores, i.e. your Walmart, if you will. I've seen people steal shit from that before, as far as food goes. And for me, I just never said anything about it. It's none of my business. Um, if somebody needs food that bad, and... You know, that's their only way of getting it. I can't judge them. It's not my place to judge them. So, the consequence of that, obviously, is getting caught. (laughs) But you have to accept that that's a possibility whenever you do something of that nature. Right? So, it goes back to that that tribal mentality that I've always talked about on the show, which is usually within these, these clans and within these tribes, there's no such thing as good and evil. It's, it's what's good for the tribe is good for the tribe. What's bad is bad. If it hurts the tribe, then it's bad. And so that's another that's another deep thing that you have to think about whenever you're you're doing something as an individual is you have to understand that once you you know if you're a tribalist as well i mean the consequence of your action could also cause something um that you may not necessarily want to happen and it may affect your your tribe or your family. My cat is fucking right up into the, into the microphone here. Um, but 
being an individual comes with with uh with risks being an individual and living outside of society and living at your own rules it it most definitely comes with the possibility that you may have to face consequences of the overall society that you're going against being an individual isn't something to be taken lightly. And I think it's become in fashion to pose as an individual. This is, um, something we see a lot in, you know, usually younger culture, just about every generation, this rebellious side, but whenever it comes time to really embrace living it, instead of just trying to show it, um, you know, you, you rarely, rarely ever see it. Especially the older you get, it becomes easier just to kind of go along with the rest of society. It takes a lot to be an individual. There's no, uh, you know, there's no political party. There's no specific handbook. There's there's nothing that can tell you how to live. And I think that because it comes down to you thinking and you, uh, you know, really just doing, uh, what you need to do to find that power and to find what you need and, and to, to get what you need and get where you need to be or wherever you want to be. Um, it, the reason the people don't follow through with it oftentimes is because it, it's very scary. It's an uncharted road and it's different for everybody. The herd, on the other hand, it tells you, it gives you a blueprint. It's the fucking, it's the, it's the goddamn homeowners association, right? It tells you how, how, you know, how you need your grass to be when you need to cut it. It tells you what you need to have as far as buildings go in in your yard. Uh, any sort of work on your house, it tells you. It tells you all that shit. I mean, it it pretty much. What is my cat doing? Okay, you need to. Okay, chill out, cat. Chill out. She wants to cuddle, and I don't feel like cuddling. Uh, fucking weird ass cat. So. It tells you specifics on what you should and shouldn't be doing. And it gives you the illusion that you have the freedom to do anything other, you know, as long as it's within a certain box. But the box is a lot smaller than what you think it is. The herd is comfortable. Now, the individual, on the other hand, is is discomfort. It's not knowing what the fuck's going to happen from one day to the next, but knowing that you're going to try to get there. Um, you know, and and if you don't, then then you'll try something else. It's scratching a claw on your way to to wherever it is you need to be.
So where does tribalism fit in all this? Because you would think that tribalism, uh, you know, would fit more along the herd uh, way of thinking. And I don't necessarily think that. I think tribes aren't built on big hierarchies. Some people do have, you know, your, your basic hierarchy. For us, uh, it's mostly just more about experience and you know, everybody, but everybody puts in their input. Uh, if, if there's going to be a major decision, I want to make sure that everybody has a say in it and we can all sit down and talk about it. Um, we haven't had anything major, so it's, it's not been like some of the meetings I've sat in on before and, and, and watched over because I've sat in on some meetings in the past. Uh, we're talking with my old crew that, you know, we, well, we said quite a few of them where, you know, we've had to vet people. We've had to uh, decide whether or not we need to be getting rid of some, some folks, um, some dangerous shit going on, you know, exactly, you know, who's, who's the cause for all the needless bullshit, all the, you know, it just, it could be, it could be anything major, right? As long as my theory on it has always been, as long as we have, we sit down and talk about it and I listen to people as a chieftain, it's my, it's my duty because I'm trusted to make the final decision. It isn't a situation like you would see in society where you have all these fucking politicians all the way to the top that make the final decision that don't really listen to anybody. Tribalism is just that. A chieftain isn't anything without his tribe. And a tribe can go to chaos quick if they don't have a chieftain. But it's also important not to just have a, a somebody that's there to 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 be in in this tribe just put it this way. I would say it's it's not just enough to have um, you know, people you trust in the tribe, you want people who make good decisions on their own. You want people who, who can do things, um, in regards to, uh, you know, thinking about putting the tribe first or putting the family first. Because those are the people that, not only are, are really um, working on themselves because you have to work on yourself to make those right decisions. And by right, you're saying what's right for the group or what's right for you or your family because it is, you know, one big family and we do have multiple families in on this. So you are thinking individually in a small group. Which seems like it contradicts itself, but it really, again, it doesn't because you're thinking about what's best and, and what can get you what you need as well as you know your own. What can get your family what they need. Um, you know, so we wouldn't be putting um, our families in any sort of situation that we wouldn't be able to handle. Um 
to me, that's tribalism. Uh, being able to work on ourselves so that we can think better and work in a group. You know, building ourselves up. I've I've said it before, but whenever we take people in, we want to make sure that you're able to stand alone so that you can stand with the group. And that's kind of where we're at on things. And, you know, our... I'd like to say that we're a traditional tribe, but but we're not. Uh, I think the traditional tribe, as far as my life uh, and and what I'm looking for, is kind of come and gone. And I've kind of seen where it doesn't work uh, as well. Because whenever you've got a lot of people that are just lazy as shit and don't want to think for themselves... And don't want to fucking put in any, any, in any input. And then they got a problem with whatever you say, but they don't want to do anything to help. They're just kind of going along with it. They're going with a herd mentality. And I don't want to cultivate that sort of culture in, in this tribe. I'm trying to cultivate folks who are strong willed, um, and, and folks who, who are really going out, uh, to better themselves. And I think as a brotherhood or a family, it should be that way anyways. You should be trying to elevate your family and your kin instead of um, instead of just going along with whatever. That's the lazy route. So I do think tribalism kind of falls in there. And I think um, it's almost an in-between which it always has kind of been, especially whenever we're talking with something like heathenry or whatever, where there was always, uh, you know, whenever I came into it, it was always, there's, uh, you know, universalism, there's folkish uh, heathenry, and then there's like smack dab in the middle, there was tribalism. And it was almost like the bastard child that nobody really knew about because there wasn't too much information that you could get from people in these groups. Um, so now, you know, looking at it from, from a herd individual mentality, it's almost the same thing. It's, it's in between and it's almost a mixture of, you know, it's, it's very much a, a family, a group, um, mentality, but also with a very strong individual, uh, leaning more toward the individual side of things. I'm I'm a believer in the gray areas. I don't think things are just black and white. And I think a lot of people, they they tend to see it as just that. It's black and white. It's either this or that. And for some of us who believe in the gray area, it's it's a lot more than that. It's uh, situational. It's uh, It all just depends. But the most important thing I think we can take away from all this is that we build ourselves up as individuals. We build our, you know, those up who we hold close to us, and, and we give them the, the, um, you know, the strength and the, um, the security in themselves to to build themselves up as well. That way, 
you know, they become strong. We become strong as a group uh, of, of strong individuals. And that's where I'd like to see the future of my people go. Whenever I talk about outlaw mentality and outlaw culture, that's that's a lot of what I'm talking about. You know, if you're if you're alone, then then understand that. You know, it's it's a it's a difficult road. There's not a lot. Uh, you know, that's going to tell you how to how to do things, and it's just going to be something you're going to have to deal with, and it's painful, and it's a sacrifice. And if you're with a group, it's it's very much similar to that. You know. But always uh, keep that mentality even whenever you are in a group because everybody needs to be strong. That way, whenever you come out on the other side, you come out together, you know, it's, uh, it's strong individuals together as a group and not just people just dragging people through the fucking mud because you got people who's too fucking lazy to drag themselves it's been a short episode um mostly because i'm trying to get this in before the weather gets bad we may or may not have power and um <laughs> i'm just i'm not looking forward to to any of these winter storms i figured this winter was going to be pretty bad we had oh fuck it was sunday night Sunday night we got a we got a pretty rough storm. There's some people that didn't have power. They said thousands in in the state in the southern part of the state didn't have power. We got lucky we had power, so that wasn't bad. But now we're we're getting into the really cold temperatures, the negatives, and uh, you know I don't mind snow. And I think I think and I've said this last year too. I think a lot of northern people think that we're we're pussified or something like we don't know what cold is, but we know what cold is. You know, I used to go work out whenever it, it was like 2014, 2015. It was like negative 12 outside. I, I was outside working out, right? Uh, I know what cold is. I'm not fucking stupid. <laughs> it's just uh, whenever you don't have power for, you know, two and a half weeks, and with uh, Brother Hatfield, it was it was about 17 days or whatever he said it was. Uh, it was rough. Um, whenever you don't have power for all that time, and then all these trees are falling on people's houses and shit, and um, it sucks. So it's not it's not like I I don't like winter. Uh, I just don't like all the bullshit that comes with it. So uh, I figured with the 70 degrees and stuff we was getting in in December we we're going to get a bad fucking winter well well congratulations I was right I don't want to be right on this I don't I don't like or take satisfaction in being correct in this I just I just don't I just don't want anything to do with it but unfortunately uh, we're kind of shit out of luck so I guess we'll see how bad it gets that said, I'll catch you guys next time.